0: Hey, it's great to be with you this morning, and uh, Father, as we come into your presence, and uh, Lord, you are here by your Spirit, I thank you for every person in this room, and I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will um, minister as only you can, that there would be an impartation of faith, Lord, into the hearts of your people, Father, that would release extraordinary breakthroughs, miracles, and answers to prayer. Father, we ask these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. Your faith grows exceedingly. By the end of this message, I can almost guarantee you that you will have more faith than when you came in, impartation by the Spirit, because my Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Today, you're going to hear the Word of God. You're going to hear around this theme of faith, so just be expectant as you sit there today. You might think, well, there's nothing much happening, but I'm telling you, your faith grows exceedingly. My faith is just growing exponentially at the moment. It is amazing. And I'll tell you why it's growing exponentially. Because I just believe it is. So I don't say now, God, grow my faith. I just say, God, I just thank you that my faith is just growing and growing and growing and growing. And guess what? It's growing. It's just an amazing thing. You know, faith is just such a trigger that changes. I encourage you to join with me on the journey. and just start. I just get up in the morning, just say, God, I just thank you. My faith is growing exceedingly. Wow, it's just growing. It is so amazing how much it is growing. And you do that, you'll find your faith will start to grow exceedingly as well. I was out uh, walking uh, and praying uh, about a week ago and found myself praying a, a different kind of prayer, but praying a prayer for miracles. And I just said, God, I just, I just want to see more miracles uh, in Church Unlimited. Would you, would you anoint us, uh, fresh, you know, the church, to see uh, extraordinary miracles? That's what I'm after, not just miracles. I want to see something extraordinary. And so I prayed that, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I, I just had this sense that it was a God prayer. Sometimes you do that, eh? you're praying, you just think, oh, that's a God one, that one. The others are just you, but occasionally you do a God one. And uh, so then I went home and I was reading, a, part of my devotions, I was reading a book from Brian Bailey, and he began, the page I was up to, and I only read about for about a minute or two or five minutes at the most, is talking about the Jesus' great Galilean ministry. Apparently it was where he spent, did most of his ministry, 70, and 70% of his miracles took place uh, during this time in, in Galilee. And uh, it was because we spent most of his time. Then I read these words, Uh, it was a time of great, of teaching and great miracles. And I thought, oh, there it is again. I've just been walking, praying, and now I read. And then as I was reading that devotional, there came an alert on my phone, and the phone said, demonstrations of God's power in every service. And I thought, wow, (laughs) gosh, I said, God, I'm hearing, I am listening, God, I am hearing you now. And, um, and, and then uh, went to the, I think we had a Thursday night prayer meeting the next day, or the Thursday night, a couple of days later, I'm not sure when it was. And um, we, we started praying, and I started just praying these words, you're the God of miracles. And as soon as I prayed it, the presence of God just came. And I thought, wow. And they went on to, you know how they had their prayer meeting, they went on to the next slide. I couldn't go to the next slide. Can I encourage you, don't always go to the next slide, even though it's up there. You, you pray what you feel God is saying. And so I just stayed with God of miracles, I don't know for how long. So there was a fourfold witness that God is saying to Church Unlimited, it's time for the next level of miracles. So this is not just a message, this is a prophetic message. That's why I'm saying your faith is going to grow exceedingly, just as you listen to this message today. And of course, we're going to chase this down tonight in our Hour of Power service. If you can come, it would be awesome. And you know how we need The miracle power of God. I mean, we hear prayer requests coming all the time, and some of them just break your heart. And you think, my God, come on, Jesus, we need to see you move in power. You know, from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible pulsates with the miracle power of God. In the Bible and in Christianity, miracles are the norm. They're not the exception. They really aren't. And sadly, and I say tragically, we've embraced we've allowed a christianity with limited miracles i don't know how that's happened i don't know why it's happened i mean it's it's contrary to everything i read in this book it's contrary to everything I believe, it's contrary to all the books of history that I read, that it's it's a day of miracles and I wonder whether that's why the western church is not making a lot of progress because we're not seeing the demonstrations of God's power that you know are the convincing proof that Jesus is God and the savior of the world. And you know to meet the needs of hurting people sitting in this room here today, brokenness, we need miracles. If we're going to see our nation turn to Jesus, we need the power of God. New Zealand is now one of the most humanistic, non-religious nations in the world. Ranked 20th out of 200 and the the first English-speaking nation that is the most non-religious. And in a humanistic, non-religious nation like New Zealand, guess what you need? Guess what's the antidote to that? Miracles, (laughs) Miracles, <laughs> power of God, the dead rays, the lame walking, the blind seeing, the ears popping open. When, when New Zealand starts to see that, we're gonna see something happen. And you know, as a church that's called to impact this nation, we can expect the miracle power of God, the anointing for that to come on us. Some of you are going to show you a clip in just a moment. Some of you remember that night, Alan Scott prayed, uh, prayed uh, for miracles at New Zealand and beyond. And then uh, he called those who felt they were healed, if we can have the lights down, guys, uh, to come forward uh, to the front. So just check out. Apparently, a 100 people believed. Have we got that? Yep, we've got it. Believe that they had been healed. So here we go. Just check this out. Just come to the front. Would you just come to the front and face the congregation? Would you do that? Just come. Those of you who are waving, just come. We thank God. As they're coming, why don't we thank the Lord for what He's done, what He's given, what He's done. Can you see that? Can we have the lights off? Is that possible? Just face the congregation. It was just an extraordinary, extraordinary event. I've never seen so many people go forward ever for healing. I think it was a promise of things to come. I think God is moving Church Unlimited into a dimension of miracles that we've not seen before. Can I give you an update of Judy Cavill, uh, who was one of the people that God prayed for in that meeting. Judy Cavill was diagnosed with, and we got this updated just this week, all right? Uh, Parkinson's disease. Um, she was diagnosed with that five years ago. And before New Zealand and Beyond, she said I had weakness down my left side, continuous tremors in her left arm, which were really bad. She woke up frequently with vivid dreams and terrible nightmares. Some days, she said I was so exhausted because she could hardly sleep. She said I'd almost dozed constantly. Modest exercise left me wiped out. Then she got prayer at New Zealand and beyond. And she said, I recently went on a holiday and I was able to enjoy walks just like I used to. Now I am sleeping well. I hardly ever dream. This is the best I've felt for a number of years. The only symptom left is a a shaking in my left arm, which is one third of what it used to be. Friends, when God starts healing Parkinson's disease you know you're you're touching a dimension of power that the church has not seen for a long, long time. And I've got more of those to come uh, throughout this message as well. Uh, There was another person who came along to New Zealand Beyond and that night they uh, prayed for a miracle for him. And they'd been wanting to get into a house or to buy the house that they wanted. And that's a great need of a lot of people. He got prayer, I think it was on a Friday or the Saturday. I'm not sure when it was. On Monday they were able to purchase the house that they wanted. Just a remarkable healing, remarkable miracle there. There was another lady that had suffered with back pain and was not able to sleep a lot. Back pain for 20 years you know, sometimes it takes a long time for the answer to come through. It shouldn't have to take that long. But she was completely healed that day by God's power. Well, the back pain was gone, and she was able to sleep. There is a, this is the God of miracles that we serve. So Acts 2.22, Jesus of Nazareth, the man attested by God to you by miracles. This is, the, this is, this is who Jesus is. He's attested as proof to us that by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst. The signature of Jesus is Miracles. That's the proof that he is who he says he is that's his written signature everywhere he goes he just signs miracle he signs everywhere he went on his earthly journey there was a miracle after miracle he didn't but he went nowhere without a miracle it's christianity it's jesus it's a god that we serve that's his signature so let your faith grow exceedingly today as you hear that the god we serve is a god of wonderful miracles we need to expect those miracles in every service when you have prayer at the you know prayer at the end of the service and in life group meetings and small group meetings, and church meetings, any kind of meetings, we need to believe God for miracles to take place in our lives. And you know, sometimes when a situation seems hopeless, dead, and buried like Jesus on the cross, and after the cross, we need a greater faith. When the medical report says, there's no hope, there's another report that says, by His stripes, you were healed. When it looks like you're never gonna get out of debt, greater faith says, not only will I get out of debt, God is gonna prosper me. Little faith says, God, get me through this trial. Great faith says, I'm coming through more than a conqueror. Limited faith says, Lord, help me with my addiction. Unlimited faith says, God, set me totally free of addiction so I can help set others free of addiction. It's time to step up in faith. It's time to start to believe God for his miracle power because that is what he is all about. That's why we wanna take the limits off God and we're gonna chase this thing down as best we can tomorrow or tonight. Sorry. So today, Jody's uh, up in Whangarei uh, preaching there. Sam's up in Kaitaia. So last night, she, they're staying in Kerikeri, so she has to make the drive to Whangarei, which is approximately an hour long. So I checked the weather forecast because I've been watching it, and, I was, and I, I, the forecast was tw- torrential rain around the time she was going to have to travel, about 26 point something. Usually it's about 0 or 0.2 or 0.5. This is and 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 and, and uh, heavy winds as well. So I said to Jody, I said, you've seen the forecast? She said, yeah, I have. I said, I said okay, look, we're going to pray. I said, we have authority in Jesus. We have authority in God. We can shift the weather patterns in Jesus' name. So Adrian and I joined our hands again. We prayed, and then the next time I checked the, the, the weather thing, about a, a half an hour, hour later, there had already been a shift, so it was no longer going to be about 26 millimeters or whatever it is. It was about down to about 10.6. So I said to Jody, Jody, we're making progress, but we will keep praying. So I got up this morning. I checked out the weather forecast. Again, you know, it was still pretty bad. It was going to be heavy rain at, exactly at the time she was travelling, which was roughly about eight thirty to nine thirty. So I just began to pray and I said, "Come on, God, God, you've given me authority. We can shift the weather patterns in Jesus' name, Lord. I am praying that there will be no rain and Jody's going to get safely down to Whangarei and then safely back as well." And so I'm in church this morning, and at nine thirty-one, there's a text comes through from Jody, and it says, "I'm here now. No rain." Nought, folks. folks, zero, zero, from 26 to zero, our God is an awesome God. Do you know why that happened? I dared to believe. I just dared to believe. I dared to believe. I want to encourage you, dare to believe. It may not happen every time, but I'm telling you, I have a level of authority to shift weather patterns. I've seen it dozens of times. Dozens of times, over and over again. I can't do it every time. I wish I could, but I'm not God. <laughs> so last week, uh, Jody says, oh, look, Zach's um, not, not feeling too great, and there was something going on there, and uh, it, was, it was troublesome to him. And so I heard about it, and I just contacted Jody. I said, look, can we, Adrian and I, come around and pray for you? It was about 7 o'clock in the evening. And so uh, she said, yeah, that would be great. So we went out around, and we laid hands on Zach, and we prayed for him. And basically, once we prayed for him, it was gone. It was just gone. You know, the act of faith was getting in our car and going, knowing that if we prayed, something would happen. So God, it's, it's really, do you know why a lot of our prayers are not answered? Because <laughs> we just don't pray them. The, I guarantee there's things going on in your life right now, and you're not even praying about, but you're wishing it would change. Pray. Just pray. Just pray. It doesn't have to be a twenty minute prayer. You know, I mean we prayed for Zach probably what ninety seconds at the most. I reckon anything more than thirty seconds was unbelief, so we obviously had a bit of that. Ninety seconds. But we prayed and God God did It's as simple as that, you know. And so I want to give you five keys that I can want to suggest to seeing miracles, more miracles in your life. Miracles accompany the preaching of the gospel. Now don't don't lose me here. Because Mark 16:15 to 20 says, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. These signs will follow them that believe." How many people are believers here? We got any believers here? Believe in Jesus? Any Christians here? Okay, you got a few here, um, Julian. Not many, but you've got. A few. You better have a strong altar call for salvation at the end here. There's a lot of hands did not go up. All right. Okay. Uh, for them, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. So, seeing uh, miracle power, the healings. The key is to go into all the world and preach. And they went and signs accompanied them. Now, here's the good news for you. You're actually doing this. So expect miracles. You say, No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're going to work each day, most of you. You go to work or in your home. You're going and you're preaching the gospel. You are. All of you. You're just preaching with your life, with your Christianity, with your love. You're preaching. You may use words occasionally. But don't ever make a mistake. You are preaching. Every minute of every day. Right now, you're preaching. <laughs> you know, people are watching you. Oh, are you very interested? Are they listening? Are they asleep? What? You're preaching. <laughs> you're preaching 24 7. So my Bible says, as you go and you're preaching, the more you intentionally preach and you know, you're wanting to be a witness for Christ uh, through your lifestyle, my Bible says, then signs will accompany uh, uh, your, your, your walk with God and wherever you do. So I want to challenge you today that, that this coming week, you see a miracle in your workplace. This coming week. No, no, not five years away, not six months away, not, not, not three months away, not even a month. No, no, this week... Why don't you believe God? Why don't you ask God, God, I want to see a miracle this week in the workplace. I want to see something happen that is a, a sign, God, that you are here and you're doing something beyond the natural. And I reckon if you dare to do that, you will see something. The Acts 1-8, you shall receive power, which you've got when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. The more you're on mission for God, the more you seek power, God's power. Here's the second one. You'll really like this one. Be sensitive to the whispers of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's whispering all the time. He's whispering, all the, he's whispering to you right now. <laughs> this is something He's saying. And we ought got to learn to listen because it says in 1 Kings 19, 11, and 12, He said, Go stand out on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and a strong wind tore into the mountains and broke, in the, broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a still small Voice. One of our problems, one of my problems, <laughs> is we want to hear God. We, we're waiting for the earthquake. Ta, going, da-da-da-da-da. tak, da, 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 boom. You know, we're waiting for the earthquake or the fire. We're waiting for the wind, something dramatic, something intense, something powerful. So, oh God, we you know, fire to come. So we know God has spoken to us. And, but he very rarely does that. And so we think God doesn't speak to us we're looking in the wrong places. You've got to sensitize yourself to the still small voice of God. And if you do, you've got to find miracles are there all the time. Because God is speaking all the time to us. So there's a lady, she gets up in the morning, she's going to work, and she just, a thought crosses her mind, just a thought. Put some woolen socks in your bag. So she does. And uh, She didn't hear, an angel didn't appear to her, by the way, and say, put woolen socks in your bag. There wasn't a audible voice of God that said, put some woolen socks in your bag. I don't think the Spirit of God even came on her. (laughs) I think she just had a thought. Put some woolen socks in your bag. So she did. And it's safe, because no one's going to ever see it. So if it came to nothing, it didn't matter. She gets to work, and on the doorstep, there's a prostitute who's unconscious. Picks up the prostitute, takes her into her office, and stays with her until the prostitute comes around. When the prostitute wakes up, she says to her, is there anything you want? She said, yeah, I would like some woolen socks. What's the chances? What is the chances? Obviously, that meant a lot to that prostitute. And when that girl put that, that 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 socks out of her bag a prostitute would have gone oh, oh. I don't know what the rest of the story is but what I am saying is if we sensitize ourselves to the voice of the holy spirit you're going to find that he is there all the time and sometimes it comes just as a thought in your mind but it's just a little bit different from other thoughts you know, in your mind, I I, I find this a whole. I, I find this happens to me a lot of the time. The voice of God, and you know, one reason we don't see miracles like that one more often is we're not dialed in quite enough. I think mistake I make. I'm waiting for the earthquake. <laughs> I'm waiting for the wind. <laughs> I'm waiting for the fire. God, speak to me. <laughs> Uh, that probably might happen one in a thousand times. If you tune into the small, still voice, I reckon it's there all the time, or a lot of the time, you can hear what God is saying to you. All right, the third one, you've heard this from me so many times, but we will keep preaching it until everyone gets it. Believe you are a powerful, anointed full-time minister of the gospel. You know, as your faith grows exceedingly, you're gonna begin to believe the truth of these words. And why it's so important to believe this. See, I know in a room like this, some of you believe it. Others of you just don't. You, you're just not there. And same at West. Same in every, every, um, every campus we have. And it's, that's okay. That's not a condemnation. It's just some people just don't, just can't see it. But let me say this much. You cannot walk in what you don't believe in. You cannot walk in what you don't believe. If you do not fully believe you are a, a powerful, anointed, full-time minister of the gospel, you will never walk in it. But the day you start to believe it, watch out. Things are going to start to happen. So I want you to tell the person next to you, you are a powerful minister of the gospel. Nice and loud, yell it out in case someone's asleep in the place. You're a powerful anointed. You're so powerful. You're so anointed. You are amazing. <laughs> so the people, you know... Uh, you want to see miracles wherever God, wherever you are. The Peters were in Birmingham City Church. They're uh, just there right now, but they sent through this information. Some of you may have read it. They were there two years ago, and a woman got healed of, would you believe, multiple sclerosis two years ago. What happened is she had slurred speech, slow thinking, pain, fatigue, difficulty walking. She was headed for a wheelchair. They were there with the School of Supernatural. And in the School of Supernatural, they were teaching how all Christians, everyone say, all Christians. All Christians. Yeah, all Christians can minister the healing power of God. Yeah. And two years ago, someone had prayed for her. After that prayer, the next day, all the symptoms had gone, except the fatigue, which eventually went. She has now been symptom-free, symptom-free from multiple sclerosis for two years. Did you hear me? Symptom free. Two years. Two years. But that's not the best part. Well, that is the best part. The second best part is this no one knows who prayed for her. Nobody knows. Oh, maybe the lady who did knows it was some nameless, faceless person, someone like any one of you in this group who just happened to be next to her, prayed for her, and she is totally healed by the power of God, because we are all full-time anointed ministers of the gospel who can preach the healing power of Jesus Christ, and I think we're going to see this more and more. People are going to heal, not by me, not by Julian, just by someone in the congregation, Anyone, may have been a 12-year-old. We don't know. We just have, no, idea. don't you reckon? Isn't that awesome? No one can get the glory except God, because no one's going to stand up and say, hey, look what I did. We're all ministers of the gospel. And so when you go to the book of Acts, you find that uh, the widows are needing attention. And so the apostles say, look, um, we're going to appoint some deacons, okay, some nobodies, and they can um, look after the widows and all the rest of it. We've got to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. Well, one of those deacons happened to be Philip. And Philip, I don't know, he lost the plot. Because in Acts eight six, he wasn't looking after the widows, he probably did that. But the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And I said, Hold on a minute, God. This no no, this is God, this is not right. Philip is a deacon. The apostles, they're in prayer and the word, they do the miracles. Not what this Bible says. And then this is another deacon, Stephen. He's disobedient too. Stephen, Acts 6, full of faith and power, did great wonders, signs among the people. Okay, so here's the deal. From now on, the greeters, the ushers, and those who take up the offering, we're depending on you to work miracles in this place in Jesus' name. So when you the next time you come in the door and someone's shaking your hand, you're probably going to fall over. They've got so much power in them. In fact, on the way out, you want to just go near one of those ushers, try and touch them and see if you get the healing touch of God because they've got incredible power. Oh, God bless the ushers in this place. God bless them. You know, the next time the person comes to take up an offering, I'm going to look at that offering person and say, Oh, wow, there's power right there. Anointed. Forget about Julian up the front or me up the front. Get near one of those ushers. Get near one of those deacons. Get near one of those sound technicians or or anyone. Because that's what the Bible says. We are all. All of us. You know, right now, you're sitting next to someone with miracle power. Have a good look at the person next to you. Go and have a good look at them. Stare at them. And just go, wow. Wow. I can't believe I'm sitting next to an anointed, miracle-working believer in Christ. This is extraordinary, isn't it? This is extraordinary. Do you know what? There's miracles in you. Don't ever forget that. And you know why that's important? Because there's someone who needs that miracle that you carry. That you carry. If you don't release that miracle, that person may not get healed. Pretty scary, isn't it? You see, some people are not going to get to me or Julian or someone else, but they're going to get to you. Release that miracle, that anointing that you carry in your life. So good on Stephen and Philip. What a great example. You can check that out in the Scripture. They were appointed as deacons just to look after the widows. Number four, take the limits off God. I just so like this. Psalm 78, 41. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You know, that's my, my problem. It's my problem. I keep limiting God. I'm getting better, but I'm still a long way away from really getting to the place where I've taken the limits off God. <clears throat> and God got angry with them. Because they, they saw so many miracles, but they just kept limiting Him. They just kept limiting Him. As Smith Wigglesworth says, too much roast beef and unbelief. Too much roast beef and unbelief. They found out at kindergarten that Ethan had profound hearing loss in the right ear, had a destructive, aggressive growth in the middle ear requiring surgery. Surgery revealed that the growth had completely eroded the eardrum, the bones inside the eardrum and the ear canal all eroded. After dozens of surgeries, they concluded that the only option was open skull surgery. Imagine that, your kid, five years old, open skull surgery. Who reckons that needs a miracle? <clears throat> so the parents are desperate now and they cry out to God for his mercy. They say, God, your mercy, please, your mercy. One day the wife is, you know, desperate and she's reading her devotional book. And Ethan comes into the room and says, "Mum, what does it say on my birthday, August the 20th? So she read, it says, I am the God that heals. She started crying, feeling that this promise was for her. So with the church family and parents, they circled Ethan in prayer, and he went in for surgery, this open-skull surgery. And the way it was going to be is so sensitive, this surgery, that The nurse would give a report every 45 minutes. But then, after a while, the report stopped. And the parents were just, oh dear, what has happened? They waited and waited another 45 minutes, no report. An hour and a half, no report. Three hours, no report. Six hours, no report. And they just kind of think, this is is not good. After seven hours, the surgeon comes out and he tells the family that The CT scan they had just done was completely different to the ones they had done a few months before. He said there is now no physical evidence of the disease. The doctor says this isn't possible. Skull bone does not restore itself and the air disease cannot go away on its own, but we serve a God of miracles, completely, totally healed by the power of God. The parents dared to believe and saw this extraordinary thing happen. So it's time, folks, let's take the limits of God. And you know, you just grow step by step, just start to believe. You know, it's just like for myself, I just keep saying my faith grows exceedingly. And you've got to believe it's going to get to a place where we'll see this kind of stuff. But enough of us need to do it. You just need to start saying, My faith grows exceedingly. And next week, expect to have more faith. You know, since I've been saying, My faith grows exceedingly, you know, we saw Zach, you know, not major, but he was here. We saw no rain, you know, as Jody is traveling. Well, what's that? Because my faith is growing. Because I just see my faith grows. See, these messages are not just another message. Church and London is built on the voice of God. And God speaks to us. And if we receive what God is saying, you can walk in it. You know, faith comes by hearing, and hearing from a prophetic word. That's when your faith grows. So your faith is growing exceedingly. I keep declaring it over you because I believe it's true. Finally, the last point: persistent prayer and never give up. You've heard me preach this so many times, and you'll hear me preach it a lot more yet. Luke eleven eight. I say to you, though you do not rise and give to him because of he is a friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. You know the teaching, when the apostles, disciples asked Jesus, they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Come on, Jesus, we see you get answers. We don't. <laughs> teach us to pray. So he gives them the Lord prayer, and then he dives straight into this. His number one teaching on prayer is persistence. You just never stop praying. You just keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, and that is the key, I believe, to answered prayer. I'm very good at statistics. Well, I claim to be good at statistics, and my wife says, you have a statistic for everything. She said, you just make them up, don't you? That's kind of true. I do make them up. (laughs) But I have one statistic that I think is pretty accurate, and that I've worked out the statistic of answers to prayers that you have not prayed remains steady at zero percent. You don't want to argue with that? Occasionally God in his mercy may answer a prayer you're not praying. But let's just say, pretty much right, the statistic of answers to prayers you've never prayed remains steady at 0%. And I think a lot of things we don't have is because we just don't pray or we've given up praying. I like playing golf and the church gave me these golf clubs for my 30th anniversary. And I went out and bought some great golf clubs. They are fantastic. That's why I'm going to the Sunshine Coast, taking my clubs with me take them out. <clears throat> I'm going to beat everybody in sight. My, my problem now is I'm thinking of turning professional and uh, walking away from this job and just making money on golf. Apparently there's a competition on soon that uh, for $10 million between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, two of the best, greatest golfers going, and uh, they've asked me to join if I want to be the third person. <laughs> I said, $100 or else, I'm not in. So they said, look, we can't go that high. I said, well... Your job is too small. <clears throat> but I play golf, <coughs> here's another statistic on golf. You know, when you're putting, for those, you know, you putt the ball, you have gotta put it into the hole. Do you know that 0% of short putts do not fall into the hole? So if you don't hit it far enough, it's just not gonna go in the hole. So it's a, it's a 0% statistic, short putts never drop in the hole. I just thought I'd mention that because I'm off to Sunshine and Coast and all I'm thinking about now is golf. I just have to preach this message, get through it, and I'm out of here, man, I'm gone. Statistics. I'm good at statistics. Let me wrap it up with this. You know that both my parents got saved. What you may not know is my dad was saved after about four weeks of prayer and fasting and crying out to God. But my mum didn't get saved for 26 years later. 26 years of crying out to God. And the reason my mum got saved is because I never stopped praying. Why God, dad got saved in four weeks and my mum, I have no idea. Eternity will reveal it. But the key was I would not stop praying for her to be saved. After I got my saved, my, one of my brothers... You heard from them. Some of you saw it, may have seen it on a testimony. One of my brothers got saved about eighteen months after I was saved. Eighteen months it wasn't that long. It was great, great when he got there. Was two of us there? My second brother didn't get saved until forty years after I was saved. Why did one take four weeks, uh, eighteen months? The other forty years? I don't know. But the second got, got, brother got saved because I refused to stop praying. 40 years, folks. 40 years. My word to you is you pray to the grave. You never stop praying. You pray to the grave because some of your prayers will be answered after you're in heaven with Jesus. So you pray right to the very end. So to see miracles, you just gotta never, ever stop praying. They say that people of Small faith. Let me get this right. It says, people of faith have short memories of unanswered prayer. Short You just forget. Oh, that prayer wasn't, you just forget. Oh, that wasn't answered. I have a very short memory for unanswered prayer. I just, almost out of the, just forget about it. But people of faith have a very long memory of answered prayer. They're like elephants. <laughs> I'm an elephant with answered prayer. I never forget them. I never forget answered prayer. Unanswered prayer I forget all the time. Oh, that one wasn't answered. Someone says, oh, that one wasn't answered. Are you sure it wasn't? Yeah, no, no, I'm sure it wasn't. I've forgotten about that. Which ones are you focusing on? Are you focusing on the unanswered prayer? Because if you do, your faith goes... Psh- or you're focusing on the answered prayers, focus on them, your faith is going to go. I focus on the answered prayers. As musicians would come and join us, it is time to step in to another level of miracles. We want to see Auckland City turn to Jesus. We want to see this university here turn to Jesus. I'm telling you, you get a couple of good miracles in this place. In a couple of weeks, this place will be full you'll never fit them in. Just a couple of good miracles in Jesus' name. And that's eminently that's possible. Is that miracle going to come through Julian? Probably not. It's probably going to come through one of you that is sitting here today. A miracle. When it happens, send us the testimony. All right? And we'll let people know and get the word out. Let the dean of the university know or whoever is running this place and just say do you know that on your premises last sunday during the week there was a miracle this person was healed of x y and z he'll say really what yeah i said come and check it out they're going to share their testimony place will be full that's how easy it is that's how easy it is one miracle change everything